I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. J-Cross, how good would you say you are at the guitar? I would say I... Your three choices okay. are beginner, yes. intermediate, yes. or advanced. Probably beginner. Okay, excellent. How would you like to move up to intermediate? I'd really like to be an intermediate guitar player. That's the only thing I've ever wanted to be. Good. That's about as far as you'll get. Yes. Unless Uh-oh. you use Guitar Tricks. Okay, tell me more. Guitar Tricks is an excellent website to teach you how to move from beginner mm-hmm. to intermediate mm-hmm. to advanced guitar. Okay. Whether you're just starting out or whether, you know... You could be, you should be better than you are. Like me. Indeed. Yes. Um, Guitar Tricks uh, will help you move through those stages as a guitar player. And good for you, Jay Cross. We have worked together with Guitar Tricks to bring a 14-day free trial to not only you, but to the listeners of the Guitar Nerds podcast. So that means I can try it for 14 days, and if I'm not into it, just cancel it. You can, indeed. But... I'm probably going to be into it. I think you probably will. Okay. You'll notice a uh, swift advancement of your guitar skills. Excellent. So, do you want to know where you can get this offer? Where can you get the offer? Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks. Can you repeat that for me? I can. Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks. Is there um, like an app that you can use or do you have to do it on your computer? (laughs) Guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks hello and welcome to another episode of the guitar nerds podcast i am your host joe branton uh joining me on today's podcast is Fender's J Cross? Um, you're doing a great job so far. Please come on. Let me let me at least. Okay, get sorry. This. Is Fender's J Cross? Yeah, great work. Is Boss's Matt Knight? Keep your chin up, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us for the first time, the internet, Mary Spender. Hello. <laughs> owned by the internet. Is that, owned is by that the what they're suggesting? Yeah. This is yeah. catching on now. More and more people are saying it to me. The internet's Mary Spender. Yeah, it's because yeah. you're, you're multi-channel. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I've made it through the intro. Well, well, you didn't really because you said joining me today and Marco says joining us this evening. No, no, no. But most people don't listen to it in the evening, Matt Knight. So How I'm, do you know? 
Have you got them? People them listen stats? to it. Yeah, people do listen to it on the way to work. Okay, that's why we. When don't do you swear. listen to? When do you listen to the Guitarnos podcast? I do not. Oh, okay. I tried listening <laughs> to. Some, I do. Um, yeah. You won't whoa, anymore. Whoa, you? <laughs> I even I I tried to listen to some other podcasts recently, and I just got bored. Well, I mean, you're um, so far a champion of the format, well, so thanks, congratulations. Yeah. Anyway, so the next bit in the in the podcast that Mark Packham normally does is is talking to everyone about sort of how they're doing. <sighs> I'm good. I mean, I'm missing Mark Packham. Okay. I don't understand where this this hierarchy came from. That when Mark's not here, you automatically. Are the next in charge uh it's because i'm the only one who knows how to press record on the zoom h6 okay and also and I... because none of you guys want to have to go home and edit this well you're not going to do that you're going to send it to mark oh, and he's yeah. going to do it on the train tomorrow he, <laughs> he just texts us that yeah okay, okay. i was going to try and take some sort of credit for it but <laughs> Jay, no. you have to think if if me or you like hosted it like who would be the interesting ones like Joe. Oh, that's that's true. You know, you you're interesting, and I know all the stuff. So you know, Joe's. I'm happy being something. the comic foil. I mean, I was thinking maybe we should have asked Mary to host this. Oh, um, that would have been good. That would have been tough. No, it would have been fine. My first guitar nerds podcast. Yeah. Loads of loads of series have like guest hosts. Like, um, go on. Name one other podcast that ever has a guest host. Well, that's we could be trendsetters. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so we actually do have loads of guitar-related stuff to talk about uh, today on this podcast, everyone. Um, so we'll we'll roll around the room and see how everyone's doing. Mary Spender, as our our, our, our guest for the first time. Well, not for the first time because you actually did a Patreon episode with Mark Packham. I did. Um, a few weeks ago. I think this is the first ago. time that a few months we've, ago we've now. ever had anybody who started as a guest end up as a host. Yeah, that's true. I don't think anybody's ever transcended in that manner before. Mikey Demas? No. No. I don't think Mikey has ever been a guest or a host. Hasn't he? No. Oh. It was pure persistence on my part and uh, <laughs> just messaging Joe every week being like, when when can I come and be a host? Yeah, that, that is actually true. She forced her way onto the podcast as soon as she heard that that mark wasn't going to be on this week but it's good because <laughs> i would rather we had four people it three's know. always bad especially when one of them is, is you me yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> uh anyway mary how's it going what have you been up to this week that's been guitar related you've uh, you've just had some new videos come out on the anderton's channel I have, yes. Um, the beginning of my new series, which is going to be called I Always Wanted to Try, which is quite exciting and just may basically means that I'm a spoilt brat in a guitar store and get to pick up absolutely anything I want and then just uh, give it a play, sing a song and uh, talk about it at the end. That's totally cool. Have you been, so have you just got free range then to choose whatever you like? Within reason, yeah, I think so. That's pretty cool. Have they given you a key yet? Uh, no, not okay. quite yet. No, I mean, like, are the guitars <laughs> locked up? I've, I've, I've only been to Anderson's once, and I, the, I bought a guitar there that day. Did you? So, yeah, I did. I yeah. Can't believe you did. Of course, that. I did. Uh. <laughs> what did you get? What did you get? I bought an offset telly. One of the, one of the uh, way before I worked for Fender, I bought a special edition Fender uh, offset 
Telecaster. Which, incidentally, you didn't buy from me and the no. shop that you actually used to work for. Yeah, well, you know, I thought... I'd, I thought from his other friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, um, are the guitars locked up? Or can people just walk in and take stuff? I probably, I, This probably isn't appropriate for... Really? No, no, no okay. No. Um, but yeah, so you're, uh, you're, the first thing you chose was a, a Gretsch White Falcon. Yes. Which um, is a little unusual for for you, I guess. That's not the sort of thing you'd normally play. No, but a few of my favourite guitarists had played it, and I just saw it. I saw the price tag as well, and I was like, I'm going to have a go on that. And How, um, how much is so, a Gretsch White Falcon these days? Uh, 7 <laughs> oh, it would have been yeah. a, it would have been a, a custom shop one then, a Stephen Stern master built. I'd have thought. I think yeah. so. Yeah. I it was the nineteen, which was it? So it was introduced in nineteen fifty four. So it was a nineteen, yeah, nineteen fifty nine, maybe. You know, we can cheat if you've got a computer in front of you. You can go onto the Anton's website and have a look. <laughs> that's, that's I could I just do that. No, she's trying to um, she's trying to do it properly, Matt Knight. No, so, yeah. we all know that I'm the one with the computer. And I don't really <laughs> hold the answers. The internet holds the answers for me. That's true. So, um, yeah, so I think it was a MIJ one because those Stephen Stern ones are like super rare. Yeah, I think it might have been one of the. Although, if you did try a £7,000 Gretsch, that is awesome. Yeah. That too is awesome. But Maybe what... I need to um, look that up again <laughs> after but... having made a video about it. Um, but what, made you, but... what made you choose like a White Falcon? Because that's. Um... It's a different scale length, and it's not solid body. Yeah, I'm. I am flexible when it comes to what I want to try out, and for that one, I just thought it would be, you know, kind of different. And I actually um, had an Ibanez Art Core back in the day, so I like those hollow hollow bodies. I just don't own one right now, so I thought I'd give it a go. Mm, cool. And I guess that's the point. If you're trying to. If the series is called I've Always Wanted to Try One of Those, it's about putting yourself out of your comfort zone and trying something a little bit different, which is inherently, I think, one of the big issues with guitar stores is you always, they're a very intimidating place if you don't work there or hang out there all the time. And even I feel like that now sometimes going into the shop that I used to manage you know, you go in there and it's like, oh, God, yeah, I don't really know what I'm going to have to do. No. Well, it's also no one likes you there. But... Well, the, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, but I also uh, was really lucky to support Joey Landreth um, at his show in London last, not just the Saturday gone, but the week before. And I got to see him play through a Dumble, which he'd borrowed um, just specifically for the gig. And it was very, very cool. And also I got to see his pedal board up close and personal that is just also extraordinary and I'm very envious of it. But I'm not actually sure where I would begin with all that tech on stage. Really? I'm surprised that he's the sort of player with a big pedal board. I kind he, of... he has a varying tones in a, in a live show. Like, he really, really goes for it. It's quite impressive. Oh, so awesome. Imagine, oh, I can't believe he got to use a dumbbell. I mean, how much even is a Dumble these days? Well, there was that one that um, I posted up in the Guitar Nerds forum. Thanks for your support. Um, who, <laughs> where, it's, where one of my colleagues saw one in Nashville uh, in a second-hand store for $90,000. Yeah, supposedly the guy he borrowed it from had two. <sighs> wow. That's ridiculous. I, I, yeah. And, it, uh, was, it was phenomenal. 
And you, did you play the show full band? No, I did it solo. I did it with my um, a little Thunder pickup oh. in my Vigier Indus. So I used my two new orange amps. Oh, yeah. So was, was that the first outing for the for the dual orange amps out? It is. It was. Yeah. And it sounded great. People people whooped my tone. It was really. <laughs> it was such. It was, <laughs> it was such a guitar audience. It was really great, and I'm actually really glad. I, I drove to London from Bristol that day and I got stuck in traffic and um, I just spent like four hours just suddenly realizing that I was about to play in front of an audience of just absolute guitar nerds. And I just had to walk up on stage and just get it over and done with and just uh, try and do my best. Um, you should probably for for <laughs> listeners that haven't seen uh, the your your guitar, the Vigio with the little thunder pickup, you should maybe explain that guitar and, and that pickup because that's a... That's a. It's quite a unique instrument and a, a really unique setup for a solo artist, I guess, to to use. Yeah, absolutely. I I discovered the A Little Thunder pickup in at Nam in 2015, and I just I just thought it was going to be absolutely the next big thing. I'm I'm still um, still in awe of it every time I plug it in, and it it has. Uh, a proper bass signal so you can plug it into a bass amp and a guitar amp at the same time with a stereo xy cable and i've got it in a uh, vigier excalibur indus so it's a slightly deeper body than my gv rock which i'd actually bought for the little thunder pickup first but the the body was too shallow so i had to get a second guitar um but it just adds a little thunder to your performance and it's just it's pretty cool to switch on and off and uh make your set a bit more versatile when it's just just me because it has do you lose all of the dry signal with that or can you like blend in some of the dry signal or is there some sort of like extra control with it what so the the bass signal yeah or do you Uh, get like both the lower octave and the original signal at the same time yeah they stereo yeah, out so the, yeah stereo out so you get the guitar um just as is and if you just if you just played it through a, a mono cable it would just be the guitar and then the bass it's better going through a bass amp and then miking up the bass amp it sounds a little bit better because it still is obviously a guitar scale length so it doesn't have the same beefiness as a bass guitar would but it does add just I've got it set to just one octave below, but it can drop down to two octaves. So if you're playing really high up the neck, then you can switch it down. It's really, really cool. It's really, really fun to play with and write songs with too. Yeah, it's a oh, great idea. We should get like, one for mod mode. Yeah, we should. But actually building in an octaver into a pickup is a great idea. And, and of course, to do that, you have to build an octave that actually tracks. Tracks properly. Yeah. yeah. Imagine that, Matt Knight, an octave that tracks. Do you have any issue cording with it? Or do you have to sort of build that around it? Uh, it can be quite noisy, but weirdly enough, I took it back in 2017. So I only got it in late, actually, no, maybe I got it July last year. And I was having a little bit of noise trouble. Um, but Andy Alt, the creator, just took my guitar, plugged it into his laptop and did an update on the pickup, which is crazy. And you also charge the pickup by via mini USB cable. So you don't need batteries. <laughs> and it lasts for like eight hours or something. Um, 
and he just did a, did an update fresh for Nam 2017, and it sounded great, and it still does. There's slight latency, um, obviously, but it's not it's not really noticeable in a live setting. It recording wise, you would probably notice it. Right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But you've actually you you also you bought a bass recently. You're expanding into <laughs> actual actual bass territory. But something went wrong with it. I saw that you had to take it into the shop because of the, something with the pickups. Uh, I think I was really stupid. I um, I got my other half to carry it <clears throat> in the car on the way home, um, and well, just hold it. And I think it got knocked in some way, or the pickup was just ready and waiting to die. And uh, it was secondhand, so so you know. But it, it, when I was testing it out, it sounded great. And then I got it home, and it it didn't work at all. It sounded really, really bad. I even I even sent you like a video of the the yeah. noise that was coming from the amp, and it sounded terrible. So I've taken it to the shop, and it's getting a new pickup right now as we speak. What have you gone for pickup wise? I've actually left it in. Uh, I, I've left it up to my lovely guitar tech, and just you know, probably something che- cheap and cheerful. Um, just because I just need something for the studio rather than like live or anything like that. Ah, that's cool. And I don't think you mentioned it, but Jay Cross and Mark Packham would be happy because it is a P bass. It is a P bass, yeah. yes. Best bass of all time. Best well, instrument of all time, if I remember correctly. Literally the blandest instrument of all time. Well, but you certainly, know. Yeah, certainly whatever. Hang on. You you actually said that it was a good choice. Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> you thought it was better than no. going... I, the mask is slipping. No, no, the no. mask is slipping. I said, I said it was a good choice when I wasn't recording a podcast. Mm. Whilst when we're you've on got, the podcast, I hold hate, up this internet persona. I hate I everything. I hate all boring, standard, traditional instruments are rubbish. Um, okay, cool. So Matt Knight also has some pretty swag news uh, this Keep week. Using this term, what term? Swag. I'm bringing swag back. It's becoming a thing in uh, in the office at work. Actually, I've been I've been obviously saying it so much that uh, the the your colleagues who are ten years younger than you are getting really annoyed with you. No, they started saying it too. Mm. I'm not sure about that. They did. One okay. of them said it the other day, and he's so young that Jurassic Park came out before he was born. Oh my god! Yeah, don't. It's horrible. Anyway, Matt Knight, you've got some massive news. Yeah. Um, I, I'm leaving. He is leaving. Matt Knight is leaving. Everyone, just like Matt, um, Mark Packham has gone. Who? Ma- well, yeah. exactly. No one even remembers him now. Mm. I'm the new host of Guitar Nerds. Oh God. Um, yeah, I, I won't be leaving the podcast, uh, and yeah, I'm not leaving my job, but I am leaving the country. Um, I am moving to Japan. How about Ooh. that? That is pretty <laughs> massive. But the reason why you're moving to Japan is pretty awesome as well. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm going for three months to go and work in the boss headquarters in Hamamatsu, Japan, um, doing basically what I do now, but helping out the Japanese team and uh, yeah, basically working on the engineering floor. They all work on one floor, so like the engineering guys, the marketing guys, are all on the kind of. So you're uh, you're going floor, to so. Japan to be a tea boy. Yep, but it does mean that I get one of those awesome jackets that I've wanted for years. What jacket? Like all, like the all white the jacket, engineers like wear Doc the same. Back to the Future. They wear a. Uh, they all wear these like silver, like 
jackets with what? like a pink and white stripe on them. Yeah, it's like all the engineers get a special jacket, <laughs> and I want that jacket. I bet you have to. I bet you get presented with the jacket after you've worked there for a period of time, and I bet that period of time is three months, <laughs> which is exactly why you are only allowed to work there for that long. Um, but yeah, so, yeah. so this is this is That's, massive. It is, okay, yeah, let's not dwell on the let's not dwell, let's on, not the dwell on the jackets. So Matt, no, sorry. Matt is leaving and moving to Japan, which does actually mean, listeners, yes, uh, Matt Knight is going to become slightly more occasional on the uh, on the podcast uh, because Japan is at a very. We, we had a lot of meetings about this and about how we were going to work the podcast, but essentially it boiled down to the fact that we were going to have to record at eight a.m. and I drink a lot, and that is not a time that I'm awake at. So it's going to be occasional. Joe, I can't believe you won't give up the booze just so you talk to me. Yeah, I'm sorry. But uh, but yeah, <laughs> sorry as he drinks, as he takes a swig of beer. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but in addition to you moving to Japan, um, uh, actually you've been doing some other cool things that are slightly more directly guitar related. You uh, you built us a a mini board. Um, this I did. Week. I did because uh, the lovely Chris at Custom Pedal Boards built us the um, sort of demo board for Guitar Nerds, um, which, you know, while me and Joe won't be able to shoot videos, I'm going to steal and take to Japan with me. Um, Purposely built to fit an MS3 on it. So I've built a mini pedal board with an MS3. uh, One to take to Japan um, because I probably won't be able to have an amp while I'm out there. So um, kind of build a mini pedal board and then take my laptop and an audio interface. Two, so we can use it for demos, so we can use a loop switcher for demos. And three, just to kind of have a little bit of a mini pedal board to mess around on. Hmm. Um, and, and actually, listen, if you, we've mentioned them a few times, but if you haven't checked out custompedalboards.co.uk, um, yeah. you absolutely should. They are they're some, some of the best kind of built to spec uh pedal boards for people largely for people who use switches but um the fact that you can get pedal boards that are designed around specific switches is great and really useful and also they probably do the best um the best kind of uh patch leads for um for switcher based pedal boards as well because they can be so awkward because you've got to get like you need sort of straight to angled and things like that and unless you're going to buy a unless you're going to buy a kit that can be a bit tricky so they, they they do loads of stuff definitely worth checking out anyway if you never have matt what are you yeah. going to be able to take with you to japan you said that you can't take uh you won't be able to take an amp and you're just going to take that little pedal board what what guitars are you going to take a guitar with you um or are you going to buy one when you're out there i mean that would be the dream wouldn't it i can't wait to go to some of the music stores out there it's going to be so good basically i'm going to put together a shopping list and then just like try and find it all so, and there'll be so much cool secondhand stuff I think I'm going to ship my music man over or I'm going to take it on hand luggage. Yeah. Um, I'm undecided. Um, but yeah, I think I'll take the music man and then I'm going to ship the pedal board to Japan ahead of time. Um, but I don't really want to be without a guitar and I probably could borrow one when I'm out there. But it, you know when it's just sometimes you like borrow a guitar and you're like, oh, thanks, but it just doesn't feel yeah. nice. Or it doesn't feel like your guitar and then like playing guitar is never as enjoyable um so i think i'm gonna just find out ahead of time and yeah probably take hand carry the um the music man with me cool beans probably a good excuse to get a mono gig bag yeah there you go exactly the best gig bags yeah. oh god or i, I really want nice the double one case. so badly yeah they're great the um the double mono bags now i didn't realize double bags were quite so common like i um i didn't know that fender put one out in their urban series for like 40 pounds 
For, a, I, for I, a double gig bag. I didn't know that either. No, exactly. But the double gig bags are important. Like, who gigs one guitar? No one yeah. gigs one guitar. I remember it being, when I was working in the shop, it was a total nightmare. Because people would come in and ask for them all the time, and we couldn't get them. Yeah. No, I, I think Warwick did them, but they just never had them in stock. It was a, it was a nightmare. And it, it did seem like something that was a real gap in the market. Yeah. Well, mono are probably the only people that do it properly. Right. But then, like... But then, how much is a double mono gig bag? It's Mary? probably a hundred quid, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah? they are expensive. Yeah. But then, really, don't really they impressive. do? I'm sure they do a double case. That's one bass, one guitar as well. Oh, I don't know if I right. imagined that or not. I'm sure I've seen that. Yeah, you probably dreamt it. Maybe I need to make it. Yeah. Okay, possibly. I think a, a a mono dual double electric. I'm learning to. Uh, Google things there while we, go. While we go. go. It makes it sound I'm like learning. you know more. It's, it's, it's Multitasking. Uh, I think it's like 220, what, well, ranges? About 280 pounds at uh, a certain uh, store that one of you podcasters works at. <laughs> it, is, it is expensive. I don't work in any stores, nor does Jay. I don't know what you're talking about. It is expensive, but it's one of those things where I guess it's not only do the guitars need to be kept safe within exactly. you know within themselves but they also need to be kept safe from each other yeah you know it's not like you could just stick two guitars in a bag yeah you know yeah and, and that is a good reason for them being expensive 220 quid still that's a lot, a lot of money but i do think gig bags are kind of they're different i think they're a completely legitimate way to tour instruments these days certainly with the mono ones so they're kind of yeah i think of the mono things as being an alternative to a hard case yeah. fine you can't put them in a luggage hold but you know but have you ever actually tried flying a Hiscox case? No. Like, they'll do a flight and they'll be busted yeah. at the other end. No, you know? they won't. Well, they will. Their, their integrity what? will be gone. They'll be well. No, okay. they won't. I had a. I, I must have had some really violent, um, ca- uh, you know, baggage handlers. People. Do, do you remember Wait. we spoke about this on the podcast when I went on tour somewhere? I don't listen to you. No. So, <laughs> so putting it in the hold, you came out with loads of damage. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I flew. That's crazy. I flew. I, f- I Vigier and um, they have their own cases with them, and mine's just been absolutely perfect. Like I would trust it in anything, but I think the monos are definitely. It's a lot, lot lighter to carry on, and uh, yeah. Well, this is um, if you also, I need to add a correction to my um, Gretsch White Falcon earlier. The one I tried was only three and a half thousand pounds. Oh, that's a go. bargain. That's a that's a Japanese yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. absolute Su- bargain. Super duper cheap. Um, I think there was another guitar which I won't be able to mention just yet because the video hasn't come out. That was um, a much larger price, so I'm getting muddled. Wow. So basically, when you're what was the series called? I've, I've always, always wanted, wanted to try. I've always one of those. wanted to try, it, and it is literally you just trying out like between four and I assume ten thousand pound instruments. Yeah, it's also well, going no, to include amps and pedals as well. Ah, so okay. it's going to be quite a versatile series. Fine. I always wanted to try an Epiphone LP100. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I actually, actually, we got a new a custom shop delivery at work today. And uh, there was a there was a, a, a blonde thin line telly. I oh, you saw the picture? I saw the picture you put up. Oh, my goodness. It looked, oh it my looked goodness. fantastic. It's not even that much money. Like I saw it and I was like, "Oh yeah, this this will be three and a half thousand pounds," and it wasn't. It's like two two. I, I I think that's the wrong price. I think it's priced up wrong. It's a solid rosewood neck, 
right on a thin okay line. yeah it looks it, it looks really lovely it's the best fender custom shop i have seen this year and i hate fender stuff momentarily <laughs> i'm on a you know momentarily yeah for now for now but so that i was i was pretty impressed it was pretty cool um but uh, jay cross uh we've actually been doing loads at guitar nerds hq this week as well that's right i feel like with mark not being here i do need to fly the guitar nerds flag a little yeah and uh say that i certainly won't no no absolutely so this week um i don't know if you guys are all following us on uh youtube you should be because this week Mark did a video which hasn't had a huge amount of views, which means you're in for a much better chance. We have got a massive giveaway going on. Um, Mark moved house uh, about three months ago, and whilst he was moving, he found loads of competition prizes that we'd done comps for, and nobody. Found. Well, we'd done competitions for, and nobody had ever claimed the prizes. So what we're going to do is bundle up all of the previous competition prizes that hadn't been claimed and give them away in one huge giveaway. So if you're listening to this and you were the... It's like a grand and a half's worth of gear. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. But if you're the individual who won the uh, competition that we ran for the Bigfoot Trouble Booster, tough luck because we are giving it to somebody else now. But what you need to do (laughs) is pop over to uh, the YouTube channel and watch the video. Uh, we've got some. There's a Bigfoot pedal. There's a white atom. The um, magnetic effects white atom, which, which is, is great. Which is probably the best fuzz. Like, uh, probably the, the best. White atom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a fuzz. Was yeah, yeah. yeah. That it's, was the really quality fuzz that yeah, we. That's got the. Uh, it's got both chips in it. Oh yeah. Both, you know, not chips, but both, both style of, uh, both style of fuzz. So that's really good. There's a barefoot button in there. Oh, um, that's there's, so cool. Uh, the Yamaha cake something yeah stage cake yeah i mean technically yeah. that was a stage cake is that the th- yeah. is that what it's called i think that's what it's yeah, called yeah mary's oh, got one I... of those yeah i do <laughs> i love that that's a giveaway prize yeah i mean we've got a load of stuff and all you have to do is sign up to the guitarnos newsletter that's literally it and then someone will win a load of clobber so go and watch the video try and boost the the it's, ratings on that because it hasn't it hasn't had very many listens no, i think it's do. because it's a, bi- a big picture of mark yeah i think so well it's also when if you look at the link on a square format like facebook rather than it saying massive it looks like it just says ass which right. probably doesn't help <laughs> yeah fair enough <laughs> yeah which isn't isn't great but yes yeah, so that is cool everyone should get involved um and actually uh, and and speaking of giveaways Oh yeah, well I was I was going to mention it briefly because it is oh, pretty okay. cool. It's not. Really... I thought that was the link you were going oh, for. Oh yeah, we'll go for that as a link. Okay. So speaking of giveaways, um, GAC, the shop that I uh, work for, um, I've turned twenty five. We turned twenty five this year, and so I have genuinely, I am giving away the bulk of my marketing budgets worth of stuff over the next sixty days. Um, and I'm trying to do something from like every major brand. Mm-hmm. So, so there is so much stuff. So every uh, and we don't normally do shout outs on this, but this isn't really this isn't really pushing. This is celebrating. Gap. This is like this a is... cool thing for everyone. Yeah. Do you know? Like, I'm giving away loads of stuff. Should I tell you all what the last prize is? A two and a half thousand pound Music Man Music Man access. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty good. That's a massive. Have prize. you just spoiled the crescendo of the? Oh, it doesn't uh, matter. It's, giveaway. It's, I mean, technically, I've only spoiled it for myself because I'm in charge of it. So, okay, that's so. fair enough. 
but but yeah i guess guitar nerds joe has just spoiled it for gap joe right okay we'll, we'll have words afterwards <laughs> okay anyway we should move on to some i'm not doing it uh, does that mean you I've do it yeah do it? okay so <clears throat> now we will move on to the news Okay, yeah, okay. not bad. And it's not the same when I have to say it, deliver it, and then do the afterwards bit. So first of all, uh, there have been some um, some rumblings. Of, in, your, uh, in your stomach? Yeah, sorry, yeah. I mean, <laughs> these beers are really gassy. Uh, but yeah, there, there, have been some, there have been some rumblings of a, uh, a particular new product by Electro Harmonics, Matt Knight. Yes. Yes, there has. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else then, Joe. So I was like no. pausing. Is he going to say something else? No, he's going to leave it at that. Um, yes, someone has got hold of an Electroharmonics catalogue that isn't released yet. Although Ooh. I'm looking at the picture again and I can see an Eventide H9 in the background. So it must be at a store somewhere. Um, Electroharmonics in all their amazingness of constantly releasing products have put out a a catalogue with products they haven't even released yet or announced for that matter um, because in there is the Super Ego Plus they're what looks like the Super Ego uh, freeze type pedal but with a whole load of inbuilt effects as well um, and a whole load of controls I can't make out because the photo is too blurry. So we should add, um, add that this is this is obviously super. It's all conjecture. Yeah, we don't really know anything about no, it. No, exactly. But this no. is totally cool. What a great product! I mean, Electroharmonics, the you know the brand that put out a new pedal every thirty days. It does seem very strange, doesn't it? The fact that there's because there's another one. I saw a video of um, the Hot Wax, which is another one of these combination pedals that EHX do every now and again. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Mary Spender loves the. Uh, Electro harmonics combination pedals. I think I think they're great, but this the hot the hot wax I actually think has got great a great name because it's a hot tubes on one side and a crayon on the other side. Right. So I think it's just a, a, that, a that is good. It's a great name. I I'm almost certain they came sense. up with the name first yeah. and then worked backwards. I mean that makes way more sense than the turnip greens. Yeah. But Hang on, I think I think there's going to be a drinking game going yeah, on I during the podcast well. if we mention turnip greens that, anymore. That's that's true. Someone had suggested, as we were having Mary Spender <laughs> on the podcast, who basically lives and dies by the turnip greens, yeah. that if we say turnip <laughs> greens on the podcast, everyone has to take a drink. Right, okay. Well, hopefully these people aren't driving to work, as you said. But um, <laughs> it, just, it just seems very strange because EHX seem to throw... Uh, caution to the wind generally when it comes to releasing products and it's just they just stick them out in the open and I think it's because someone's constantly making them and then when they're done they're like oh, just get it out there yeah just yeah. like keep churning it personally I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, for uh, the next compressor release you know <laughs> yeah fine. <laughs> the fifth one this year <laughs> yeah okay cool so in uh, in other news um, Gretsch have thrown something into the limited edition line of stuff now we've seen sort of the Fender Gretsch um, uh, thing people uh, pull out loads of like FSR as Fender want to call it do, do Gretsch also call it FSR yeah, yeah, so, yeah so there's loads of FSR stuff that seems to be that has been coming out over the last sort of 12 months two years um, but Gretsch haven't done one in a while, and uh, they've popped out a, a limited edition, catchily named uh, G5420TG. Yeah, the you mean 5420. Is that what you say? Yeah, it's 5420, yeah. Oh, right. it's, it, Is that how you always I, say the Gretsch's? Yeah, it's 5420. It's named, like, that's how they... 
Is that what you said? Yeah, it's like six, the six series of the Japanese. Right. So anything that. anything that starts with a six <laughs> is Japanese model. Anything starts with yeah, a five. I know that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I, it's just, 60... I always said them individually. No. Like, even when I worked in the shop, like, I've sold people guitars. Oh, thank you in... for buying this Gretsch G5420. Yeah, that's how I always <laughs> said it. <laughs> All right, you robot. <laughs> I've said well, it on this podcast on. like that. I heard, I was watching a video about this guitar earlier, um, and I heard it as the G5420 TG. That's very weird. Wow, that is weird. So, and that was from a different retailer. But is that like, is that like Blink 182, Blink 182? No, I think it's um, <laughs> like, listen to the geezer who <laughs> works for Fender. <laughs> I think it's more like Sum 41, Sum 41. And he'll tell you that it's uh, 5420. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> But yeah, but uh, Mary Spender, you've been checking out the uh, the Gretsch. Yeah, a slightly more affordable Gretsch at £863. And it is absolutely stunning. I really do like the candy apple red deep gloss. Um, it's got a Bigsby and gold hardware um, and an adjustomatic bridge uh, with a rosewood base. And the only thing that comes to mind with that is that I, I sort of wonder about the tuning. I haven't played enough of them to really... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Realize whether or not it will keep its tuning. What do you guys think? They're a bloody nightmare. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Jay, Jay is notoriously anti-Bigsby. I d- yeah, but in- I do think Bigsby come... There, there is a problem when you go on to, like, budget line Bigsby's. This yes. isn't... I, well, yeah, I mean, anything that comes... In general, anything that comes from Japan is it's been worked in a little bit more. With these, I, and I can say this, I, I had a Gretsch. I had a, a very similar one to this. I had a 51... 51- 25 i think ah, my mom was a 5125 yeah 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 that's right now i'm <laughs> i'm sure mom is a 5125 which was um uh it had uh diamond single coils oh, yes. um and the, and the bigsby and um it was to begin with it was a complete nightmare and i was uh, given a little tip by a friend of mine who um was a real gretch aficionado and he said what you want to do with these is uh, the first time you restring them you uh, put like 
pull the Bigsby up. So you take the strings off and then there's no tension there. You can then pull the Bigsby open, essentially, and there's a there's a big like thick spring in there. And what you need to do is you need to work some of the tension out of that because what will happen is the reason that they go out of tune is the spring, because it's so tense, it never goes back to the same place. So what you need to do is work some of the tension out and then when you use the Bigsby, the spring will compress and then open up back to where it was before you added any pressure to it. Right. And that is what will make oh. sure that it stays in tune. But the only way to get it to get to that point is to really give it some welly. So that was what I was suggested, and it did really work. And that's what I started doing when I would ever get in any of these guitars is in the shop, is I'd start doing that, work some of the tension out of the spring, and it made a world of difference. But until you do that, they are a nightmare. Yeah, still, it's... I think, um... Oh, so I was going to say that I thought the biggest problem is the fact that those wooden bridges aren't pinned down. Yeah. So yeah. the first time anyone ever changes them, they take the last string off and then it falls off and they're like, oh, I don't know where that was on the guitar again. And yeah. then you've like totally ruined the intonation and probably how wet, how well the strings sit on the rest of the guitar as well. Um, now, as as a, uh, I have absolutely no experience in setting up guitars, but I had an Ibanez art core that had pretty much the same bridge problem. And, I heard, and I don't know whether this is even allowed in the guitar community, but can you glue it down in some way? Yeah, can you, you secure can. it? You can. Yeah, yeah. You can the, pin the, it, yeah. can't you? you yeah. can, well, you can do either. You can pin it or you can glue it down. I mean, it, it really depends on what you want to do with it. The, the thing is, is... I think the, the alternative here... Oh, sorry, no, go on. Well, no, all I was going to say is it's the same as a uh, having a Floyd Rose in the... Yeah. These things are inherent... There's a... There's a um, uh, a, a trade-off between convenience and um, you know the utility of the thing and with a Gretsch you will get that sound and you'll get the tremolo that you just can't really get from anything else in the same way as you do with w when you want to set up a Floyd Rose it's a real pain but you can do stuff with that guitar that you cannot do with for example a Les Paul you know, and it's yeah. just yeah. it's part and parcel. And that was what I always try to impress on people whenever they bought a Gretsch for the first time. Is yes, they look cool. Just bear in mind it will be a pain, but you'll get you'll get used to it. It's whatever. Actually, as part of the the Gat giveaway, we've got uh, a signed Gretsch Streamliner. Okay, signed by who? This, this is an excellent question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are over and over. I think. Sorry? I think oh, is that a band? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you should know. They're like a 90s punk band. Okay. I think it's over and over. Okay. It probably isn't that name now, now okay. that you didn't know it. I no. expect you to know all punk things. Okay. I don't know what that is. Neither do I. Okay. But I'm sure there's a market for it. Yeah. As it's free. Yes. I could always take Tika. got Bo Banton to sign it, then I'd be in for that competition. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> Right. Okay. Uh, Karen, do you want me to continue this yeah, song? Yeah, because you're, yeah okay. Um, so Daredevil Effects released a new pedal this week. Daredevil Effects... So I think, without a doubt, the strangest... Um, the strangest big thing in... Uh, the strangest trend in 2017 for me is Cot Wars. Why is this strange? They make everything sound better. Like... Why are so many companies bringing out cocked wires at well, the moment? Well, I mean, by so many, mean two. Like, one which is a Brighton-only tiny little brand. No, no, oh, not yeah, at all. Oh, no, Electro Harmonics did as well. Electro Harmonics brought out the cockfight ages ago. And I, we've we've talked about 
I th- at least two other. The electric death one, which is the one yeah, I use. Yeah, that's the one you've well, got. Don't forget the boss SP1 in the boss box forward collector set available <laughs> in store for you soon. Yeah. <laughs> have we have we spoken much about the box 40? Yeah, you were, you weren't yeah. here. Oh, wasn't I? No. Really? Matt, is that true? Uh maybe. Did I miss discussion about the box 40? We didn't talk about it a lot. We decided to make a conscious decision not to talk about it because it had been talked about enough. Oh, okay. Fine. Um it's too late. We've sold them all now. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, the um, uh, Daredevil have brought out the Cocked and Fearless, which is a um, amalgam, another double pedal, um, which has got uh, one of their uh, fuzz pedals, uh, the name of which I can't remember now, and the um, one of their their cocked wah. It's a cocked wah that again I can't remember the name. Right. Atomic cock. That's okay. what it's called. Uh, yeah, it's called the Atomic Cock. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So um, this is the two pedals in one. Um, I just... Cocktoir seems like a very... I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Why wouldn't you only want to play everything in a really specific band of low it just mids? doesn't. That just doesn't make any sense to me. But I, I watched the video on it, and it does sound good. It does sound good. I just don't really understand it myself. Because you could just use a wah pedal. No, no, and have a bit of self-control. You'd have, to, you'd have to take the spring out. No, you wouldn't. No, only with the, only if you had a bass wah pedal. Oh yeah. No, if oh, you took yeah. the spring out, it would always return to off. Oh yeah. Okay, I forget that guitar ones are different from bass ones. Yeah, they're not spring loaded. So, Fine. but there we go. Yeah, but still, I think that's going to be super cool. Um, okay, cool. Just because we need to crack through a bit more of the the news, um, has Matt spoken about a thing? God, I haven't. Oh, okay, go on, Matt. Talk, talk about talk about the funnest one out of your your ones. Okay, so uh, this year at Summer Nam, one of my favourite um, sort of boutique companies out uh, out there at the moment is Analog Outfitters, which I briefly mentioned a little while ago. They make the scanner where they rehouse old Hammond vibrato units in clear plastic um, kind of head shells and then turn it into a working amplifier. So when you buy one, you get like a Hammond um, vibrato that could have been from like the 30s or the 40s or the 50s. It's like, it's amazing, really. They're kind of really good at like um, basically repurposing all this tech and they do some real kind of like amazing little amps and they redesign and repurpose a load of old tech, which is super cool. Um, but they've de- they've designed their own amplifier called the Cadet, uh, which is a 10-watt EL84-based single-control amplifier in the one of the craziest um, kind of combo shapes I've ever seen, yes, really. Yes, it is the ultimate of all chassis. Hexagon? Uh- it's yes. a hexagon. I was just about to. Uh, I had to count the sides. You. I was like, "Is it a trapezoid?" <laughs> no, it's a, it's a hexagon. That's, and that's right, listeners. You heard this correctly. A hexagon-shaped amplifier. It is beautiful. It yeah. is. Everything this company do are totally amazing. Like, like they and they do a massive range of of kind of low wattage recording amps, I guess. As yeah, well. and I think they I think they usually they're built to order yeah they and are if you don't, and also if you don't live too far away from them i don't know what the catchment area is you can actually try one at home for 10 days for free <laughs> so good wow they uh, um, they crowdsource the name for this as well i mean i don't know how yeah. i mean this seems a bit random but yeah they they did crowdsource the name really I mean, we yeah. did crowd in the uk we did crowdsource the name for a boat Hence, Boaty McBoatface. Yeah, they Boaty ignored McBoatface, it. legendary. <laughs> and they ignored it anyway. Um, 
but um, they are they are an awesome company i mean i'm i w- was so close to buying one of those scanners at some point um but they aren't cheap i think they're like 1900 dollars well do you know how much this hexagon shape cadet is because it's pretty affordable in their range no, I didn't. I didn't read that far, or and or watch that far into the video. <laughs> Mary Spender did her research on the internet. You'll um, come to learn. You don't need to research these things. <laughs> Just make it up as you go along. However, Matt. it is nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars, which I thought was actually outstanding. Outstanding price for such a cool little amplifier. Yeah, they, I mean that, that is considering they're all hand built and like what yeah. the company does it's amazing because uh, i was actually looking you can customize your own amps on their website including different wood finishes and road signs what they will get old road signs and then bend them into the shape of a chassis and then use it for your amplifier or um or like car license plates uh or old carpet um yep <laughs> this is like so, the so essentially, hipster essentially anything Anything that will yeah. fold. Some roadkill. <laughs> yeah. It, it is kind of a hipster brand uh, in one way. Um, but, yeah, amazing, really. They're, they're a very, very cool company. I really hope to see some some of it in the UK. Yeah, definitely definitely worth checking out. That's Analog Outfitters. Um, cool. Okay. And, and and something that's that's kind of slightly not a product, just to, just to wind up the news. Um, the listeners. The news. <laughs> uh, Mary was going to tell us about tab bank which is and we don't talk about these sort of things much because generally speaking there aren't that many interesting ones but this is an app yes i think it's it's a suitable app for any cover gig guitarist or singer or singer and guitarist um and it's actually something that i uh back in the day when i was doing my four-hour cover sets uh could have really done with rather than printing out uh, new songs for my songbook every week um, or not even being able to handle some of the requests that I was given because this is more of like you can import tabs from the web so from Ultimate Guitar um, you can build your own personal library in the app and then you've just got it on your iPad and you can just recite from the iPad and I didn't think that this would be used much other than for cover sets until and I'm not sure if he would even like me saying, but I saw Joey Landreth using a, a different app, but the same sort of format for his own set. And he had his whole set list on an iPad Pro. And it it just, it was all there, all the information. So that, you know, obviously if you're doing like an hour and a half set and you just have a mind blank and you just want to know some of the lyrics or you probably don't need the chords as much. Um, but when it comes to lyrics, it's pretty, pretty damn handy. Um, but this looks great. I downloaded it earlier and had a little whiz through. It's really easy to use and is by the same guys that um, built the Chord Bank app, which is something that I've used for a long time. So it looks pretty great and it's free, but there is an upgraded version where you'd have to pay like eight quid or something. I so. wonder how the licensing works with something like that because surely you're you know that's someone's intellectual property you know not that i'm i'm just playing devil's advocate here but because i seem to remember when i was a kid going on tab sites they were always getting closed down because someone would tab out a metallica song or something and 
Lars Ulrich didn't like that and oh, you know maybe not that but so, I'm sure that that sort of stuff was happening all the time so I wonder where that I don't know maybe, maybe not maybe I'm imagining things I guess, but I would have thought I there'd be licensing still, issues they, they must have thought about that and I guess like the same thing for Ultimate Guitar like I've, I've used them for yeah, years I mean, that's been, yeah like, Ultimate Guitar the whole time I've been playing years. guitar yeah so I guess they've just figured it out and they have some sort of I don't know whether they've just sort of like thought, let's just let people play these songs because they obviously love these songs. So they've probably already but bought the record. So if being able a, to play um, it. If, this re- if the place has a PRS license, doesn't that just, that aren't you supposed to, in theory, give like a set list of what you played and then they pay the artist? Yeah. Is that not the, not the thing? So Yeah, but that's not really what, what this is though, is it? Because this is an app that's teaching you how to play other people's songs. I guess maybe I, I if they're just it's it's not teaching you how to play them. I think it's more of like a library. So instead of you just printing out guitar tabs off off the web, yeah. you just import them into this app. So I don't think I and I think it can also work for your own songs as well. So I think mm. that's maybe where they might get away with it. So you don't just like you're not just dealing with other people's music and that sort of copyright infringement, but you're putting your own stuff in there. Or record or you know even <clears throat> taking your stuff to an, a band and just being able to share it on the app and then they have the lyrics and the chords right there and then so it would be good for a house band as well cool. perhaps um patreon listener and uh guitar nerds house legal department laurie anstis can fill us in <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, the Guitar Nerds Lawyer. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so maybe, Laurie, if you're listening to this, uh, fill us in on the, uh, the legality of this in the Facebook group at a later date. Yes, absolutely. Right, okay. Moving well, swiftly on. Moving swiftly on, we're <laughs> going to go into some questions. It just doesn't, it doesn't feel ha- right doesn't write. when I have to sort of usher <laughs> you myself need to, in. You need to interrupt someone. Yeah. We, basically, you need questions. somebody... Even yes, okay. So our first question today is from the incredibly named Bruce Bacon, uh, who actually emailed this in uh, specifically to Mark Packham, and then Mark Packham, who is on holiday in Cornwall, forwarded it to me uh, to read out. So uh, Bruce Bacon says, um, have the last 12 months been uh, the year of compressors for both guitar and bass? It seems like every significant manufacturer, Boss, Keeley, J-Rocket, Seymour Duncan, etc. has put out a compressor with defining features that reshape our perception of compression. I can't think of any other time that this has happened in the market. What triggered this? Did a new chip allow advanced compression to be achieved or was it copycat syndrome a la The Clone Wars? It's a great question. It's a really solid question, hence why I think Mark took time out of his holiday to forward it. But yes, he's absolutely right. There has been a shed ton of compression. We have, and I guess we should discuss the the reason why there's been a shed ton of dis- compression this year. Go on in. Well, no, I, well, I, I'm well, not supposed to answer the question. I, um, I know the answer. I think basically everyone had done with their drive pedals, and they were like, probably just move on to something That's else. That's a great point. I do think the year before was the year of the transparent drive. And this year is the year of the coctoir and compressors. Oh, I don't think three no, coctoirs no, warrants it, but but certainly he's he's absolutely right in that we've seen you know we've seen a ton of stuff like like TC putting out the the hypergravity of that course was last year uh, whatever Boss put out the um, 
whatever the boss one is called. Maybe one X. Yeah. Okay. But but and yeah. then I've got I've got one to add the orange Kong presser. Wasn't that April this oh, year? Yeah. Of course. There yeah. it is. Of course. Yeah. There, there the, we go. The oh, we Kong... see who works for who now. <laughs> we see. I, I don't work for orange. I'm not. Oh, well, well, well. I actually think <laughs> that if anything, the big um, the big trend in compressors is um, the blend knob has been appearing yeah. on a lot more compressors recently. I think. And I think that's really good because I don't really like compression pedals, but I You're do good. see the... Um, I don't like how much they alter the tone in general. Like, I could never get on with the CS3 because it was just... It was too much. Even at, a, you know, at low a low setting, it was too much. And I think having the blend knob is that's a true. really good way around it. That's true. But I also actually think it's a different type of compression that's that's becoming popular. Yeah. Like, like That's this, exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, I think I, I, it's it's like, multiband, isn't it? It's, it's rack-style, studio-style compression, which, in, incidentally, the compressor isn't. And, and and that's not to say that I, I much prefer like vintage style compression, but uh, you know, Electro Harmonics have been putting out sort of vintage style compressors. Orange, uh, we've seen MXR put out their Dynacomp in like a, a mini format. But I think what's really dominated everything is this. All of a sudden, you know, sort of ten rotary control multi-band compressors mm. um, have started becoming really popular on boards because, of course, a vintage compressor is great, but it does it does one thing. It's either it, they're great for bass. Or they're great for, like you know, country, but you don't really see them outside of that. Whereas multiband is is kind of yeah. Much I broader. think I think you're right though. Like going from transparent boost to basically like tone buffer, because that's what a lot of people are using compressors for now as like an always on kind of thing. Um, so less of the squash and more of the kind of super nice sparkly studio finish, isn't it? Yeah, you know, just a great pedal to have on your board, and I think that's what a lot of the compressors coming out have started to kind of follow yeah, that trend. But also, I think because there's so many companies out there, like companies obviously do talk, but I think it's it is also like just partly coincidence that everyone sort of comes because everyone's working on probably a driver fuzz and you know whatever at the same time. And it just so happens that they just all happen to appear at a similar time True, or in a si- I, over a 12 month time period anyway. I do I do think multi-band compression has changed it I think it's made it accessible to more players um, I think like yeah. I, I, I think having multi-band compression has made it access to uh, accessible to, to metal players as well but but also like the reason that a lot of people don't use compression is because it's so all or nothing so having dynamic compression which is what multi-band mm-hmm. offers um it, that that opens the doors to loads of other people. Mary, you actually use a compressor as the only sort of proper functional musician. You actually use a, <laughs> a, a, a compressor live. Yes, um, I always have it on. And it's you don't play on. country, which is... I don't play country, but I do play that sort of finger styly country, sometimes riff. So it's really useful to have... Um, an even sound all across the strings and I was using an MXR custom comp for two years oh, the um, best one. It, well it's just really simple to use wasn't it but I have I have now switched to um, a different, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I got laughs> different compressor on my pedal board which Let's actually not mention that uh yeah i well, I mentioned it earlier didn't i um and it it just fits onto my pedal train my my nano plus pedal train which is good um but i i just need it i think um i was actually recording a video yesterday 
and I was trying to get the tone right in my amps uh, before filming and without the compressor it it would sound terrible so I don't know whether that's because some of my playing needs some uh, uh, practicing maybe no, my it's definitely the pedal making everything sound better yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to keep pedal companies in uh, uh, in business, isn't it? If we if we just keep saying that, but I think um, yeah, I I as a player definitely need a compressor, and even uh, Mr. Lee Anderton uh, told me so in a video, which you should check out on Anderton's TV. <laughs> God damn it! You can get Joe the sack. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I, 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 I think that sort of yeah. The comp- <laughs> All right, fine. Okay, so Mike Heath um, asks the podcast often talks about double amp setups and Matt's uh, three amp setup. Um, if this is so common, why aren't amp companies making modular setups that easily allow for people to use multiple amps in an affordable way? And is there any real advantage to using two or more? amps for one guitar this is another good question where are these people oh, coming i know from? i know this is great but uh we we kind of briefly touched upon this sort of thing earlier with with mary i guess with with the double orange amp setup with the with the thunder pickup i mean the the little thunder kind of makes sense for having a, a two amp setup because it specifically is sending out two signals but then i guess yeah i guess that is the point behind a double amp so well, well it fills out your sound more, doesn't it? You know, if you pair two amps that sound quite different, you know, so one amp covers the mid-range and one covers top and bottom, you get a much bigger sound. So I tend to find that even though I'm sending, like, effectively a dual mono signal a lot of the time, if I turn one off, you lose so many, like, frequencies. So you actually want a dual amp set up to almost sound like one amp. That, that's kind of... Unless you're running, like, ping-pong delays that's how i kind of always see it is actually you want two amps to sound like one bigger amplifier well that's that's exactly it and i think that's that's a, you've touched upon the other point to use two amplifiers is is a stereo setup if you're if you're using sort of ping-ponging delays or, or stereo reverbs and things like that but but yeah you're absolutely right and um and actually billy sheehan take a drink uh also uh uses a, a two amp setup for the same thing in that he has one amp which uh he has in an upside down smile eq format and one in a smiley eq format so one dealing specifically with his mids and the other with his lows and his highs in Um, order to create a kind of a flat response across the two and um i mean he's obviously mentions about it being sort of um affordable It, it it is very affordable um i mean if you contact someone like james at at bright onion you know he'll build you um like a dual output box um, that will invert the phase and ground lift on one side, run into your drive pedals, into that box, into a one amp, and then out into your delays and reverbs into another, and then you get a really simple kind of wet dry setup. I mean, you, you don't st- even you necessarily need stereo pedals. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but I'm, I'm assuming he's probably already got like two amps. That's why he's saying, how you know, why do people not make it more modular or easy? Yeah, true, true. Um, but that that's that's the best way to do it i think because you know not everyone has i don't actually necessarily like using stereo effects as much as i like running it one side wet and one side dry because it means that you can run one side with the effects blend like almost all the way up but you still get a much more cutting sound from the dry side of the amplifier if you run like 
a really big reverb in stereo you don't necessarily cut through as much yeah of course mary did you ever try and do this sort of thing before you had the little thunder pickup or is it the little thunder that made you move to a double amp setup um it was the a little thunder that made me have to uh, purchase a back a bass amp as well um but i um I'm wanting to experiment more with the wet and dry signal because of my orange rocker 32 with the the stereo capabilities of that. So I guess could that be seen as an alternative to two amps on stage? I think if you so. can Yeah. Yeah, because you can just mic up each speaker, can't well, you? That's kind of oh, that's a good point. That's I a really good point. The yeah. Rocker 32 kind of changed a few things here. Like because Absolutely, for yeah. me it wasn't just the stereo. It wasn't it wasn't actually at all that because I've, I've never really got into those things. I've never really seen a massive advantage to stereo effects. But what is totally cool is the wet dry signal. Uh, idea that sort of that 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 vintage way of running effects mm. where you can have mm. you, with the Rocker 32 having one of your speakers running completely clean and one completely affected. Um, I think that's that that's wicked. And yeah, yeah, the the 32 is is opening up experimental doors for people even before they have like a dual amp setup. It's just a shame you have to do it in the effects loop rather than in the front end. Yeah. That's well, I suppose it's because if you use a lot of drive in the orange, um, it just makes things nice, much sound much nicer. Yeah, they've it? got yeah. to stick to their core ethos, don't they? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that is true. Okay, cool. I think we've got time for one last question before we wrap up um, today. Jay Cross, you got a preference? No, you are the host. <sighs> okay, fine. Uh, you have to remember that um, we have not seen these questions before, and they oh, are, yeah, we're answering course. them on the fly. Y- yes, absolutely. Okay, so Arn Letter says, what are the best British amps being built at the moment? I have a Laney Lionheart that I want to upgrade. Um, I've been thinking about going boutique, uh, but I want to source something made over here. By over here, he means Britain. Uh, what are my options? Jay Cross, what are his options? Well... It's interesting that the Laney Lionheart is brought up because they're not actually made. Over well, no, yet. and I think that's the point. I think I think that's not anymore. I think that's no, the point is that because these were they were made originally. They were made in the um, the headstock warehouse in Birmingham, yeah, in Birmingham. Um, which is um, and they were absolutely fantastic amps. And I think still the um, the current Lionhearts are still really really good amps. But they did lose a little bit of that je ne so, sais quoi. As a, so, I have a Laney Lionheart as okay. well. Um, so, when what year did they start um, moving away from British building? Two thousand and thirteen. Yeah, something 13, like that. I want to say then, because there was a bit of a fallout about there the, was yeah. about the the mm. change in, is your, in speaker. Is your reverb digital or is it spring? Uh, Does it make ooh. a big crashy sound if you kick it or drop it? No. <laughs> then it's so I think it was twenty fifteen. Yeah. I bought it. See, so I think it's, I think it's the later one. Yeah. We found out. We found out because a customer. We I sold one to someone and someone bought it back and went it's not right and I, I was like what and he was like oh there's something not right about it and then we like looked into him like oh it says made in china in the back yeah it was like, really weird it came out of nowhere and it was a real shame because if if they just brought out a new range of if they called it like the lionheart pro x or something like that you know i, I don't know the you know lionheart th- china probably not that <laughs> <laughs> probably not that i but if they called it you know 
something something else if they'd given it a suffix i think it would have it would have continued to be a great amp and it is a, you know it is a ship it seems like laney have gone about things in a slightly different way which is instead of you know going down the route of marshall or vox and saying yeah we still make amps in the uk it's just they're three thousand pounds laney just went we can't make them for this price anymore so we're going to move the production to china i think if they'd continued to make them and just charged a bit more mm. it, would, it yeah. still would have been great you know so mm. but we're sort of getting away from the point we're not actually answering the question no no i was actually going to um give a shout out to the brand um that we got given an amplifier um from davis amplification um so mm. sort of playing oh, yeah. around with it this weekend and i mean if he's looking at the lion hearts yeah these like, are even the same color amps, yeah, I mean, these basically, the 2C8, which is a 8-watt um, uh, all-valve amp, clean, drive, effects loop, you know, 4, 8, and 16-ohm for all cabs. You've got uh, channel switching. It's a really amazing amp. And, I mean, inside, it's, like, incredible. Awesome finish as well. It's like a car seat finish. It's like a – it's not leather, but it feels, like, kind of really plushy. It doesn't feel like Tolex. Um, but just a great amp for kind of home use, probably just on the border for small gigs. You probably you really would need to mic it up if you're going to do anything bigger. But for recording at home, it's like absolutely superb. And going to what we were saying a, a minute ago about effects loops and wet dry rigs, this has actually got a, a dry control and a wet control on the front for the effects loop. So you can blend in how much you want of each signal. Great. How much does it cost? They are £799, and they are all built in the UK. Yeah, that's wow. very reasonable. That's, that's the it perfect. It is incredibly yeah. reasonable. And if I remember uh, correctly, the geezer drove it to your house, Matt. He drove it to my house, and he is also a super nice dude. So um, that's, that's, part of the, that's part of the service, right? Let's just say it's yeah. part of the service. Oh, yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, he'll, he'll, come, he'll drive it to your house. He'll bring you a coffee as well, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Is there uh, an option? <laughs> There's an option on the website. You have to specify what coffee you want latte. delivered with Soy the amp. milk latte. Yeah. With one <laughs> Whilst we're on the on the sugar. boutique kick, we should also give a shout out to Honeyboy amps. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, again, we're not. Neither of these amps are gigable in comparison. I mean, he hasn't specified what Lionheart size. But... I'm assuming it was the five because only the only the small one was made in the UK, right? Oh, really? No, they all were. Were they? Yeah. I think it was only the Diddy one. No, I'm pretty sure they all were. Uh, but anyway um, but then and I guess kind of well I guess ruling the roost at the moment are Orange and, and, and Marshall at the time I mean not of the boutique end of things but, but still making great British amps Marshall aren't making that much in the UK well, not really I guess so is the Jubilee British still? no <laughs> amusingly the, 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 I think only the Astoria the Astoria I think is the only is it still current the Astoria do you still have one in the shop? Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah okay then yeah they're, then they're still current yep <laughs> um cool okay well on i hope that answers your question anyway uh that is pretty much all we've got time for this week um which uh which yeah brings us take a breath yeah okay. take a breath you can do this i know i know you can I've do this. this i know we talked about it, it, it listeners we talked about this i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a moment to take a breath and compose yourself we talked about this a little bit beforehand joe was a little bit worried about the outro he said oh there's so much stuff and mark just remembers it you'll be fine okay just take Are a you breath ready? Are you yeah. ready 
If you want to hear more, you can head over to patreon.com where for as little as $1 a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. $1 a month gets you the regular podcast early and ad-free. Or you can spend $5 a month and that gets you bonus content, interviews, miniseries, gear of yesteryear, Branton's rant on probably the best bit of it, plus an extra 30 minutes of regular episode every week, all for just $5. At $10 a month, it makes you one of the super special turbo executive producers, which gets you all of the previous mentioned content, plus you get your name read out on the podcast, like these fabulous people. Take it away, Mary. Okay. Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Andy Joyce, Steve Merkel, Blair Toms, Carlos Mancha, Andrew Micro, Mark Cross, JD Short, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Paul Corrigan, Jack Godfrey, Will Clare, Scott O'Brien, Matt Quinn, Bill Thompson, Laurie Anstis, Moo, <laughs> Colin Anderson. Wait, Not so as someone. easy. So Brad Pitt isn't a Patreon member. No, Brad Pitt isn't. Brad Page oh. is. But... <laughs> Brad Pitt. See? See that? Not as easy as it sounds. I do that every week. All right, it's not about you, mate. Hang on, Joe. You do it so it's not even distinguishable what the names are. I was trying to be clear. Yes, that's true. I, I, I you also, you also, you should have. When Mary stumbled, you should have adjusted your tempo. Oh, I didn't, did I? Like any good rhythm, like any good rhythm section should. Okay, fine. All right, yeah, cool. I didn't stumble. I just took a creative pause. Yeah, moved, changed, changed time (laughs) signature halfway through. Yeah. But yes, we're going to move over to the Patreon uh, episode now. So if you want to hear us talking about VGA guitars, boutique guitars, and what they do right, then head over uh head over there right now uh if you want to get involved and suggest topics for our patreon episodes then head over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum that is what we are we are yeah. forum aren't we yeah yeah okay yeah. cool um you can uh, follow us on uh on twitter and instagram at at uh, guitar nerds and you can subscribe to us on youtube at youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos you can also subscribe to mary spender at youtube.com forward slash mary spender and on instagram and twitter at at mary spender as well thank you everyone for listening to me absolutely oh, i think you did all right it. it was only okay though it was, it was i think I, I i think it was made up for by by having mary spender as a guest and and really you two actually reading the notes <laughs> really good. Thanks. anyway cheers everyone uh, we'll see you next week bye cheers gang bye, bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.